It's mostly cloudy and three degrees in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's nine o'clock. I'm Megan Cobb. Calgary fire crews spent the night battling a large fire in a commercial building in Marlborough. Calgary police discovered the fire when they responded to a call for a break and enter. Crews on scene continue to put out hotspots and investigators are looking into the cause. The building has sustained significant damage, but no one was injured. Charges have been laid in a series of attacks that took place on Friday. More on that in a moment, but first, 770 CHQR helicopter traffic. I'm over in the southwest looking at Fish Creek Boulevard at Everridge Drive. There is an eastbound right lane closure on Fish Creek Boulevard, but other than that, it is a smooth drive through that intersection. This is going to be going on until the very end of the month. Get cozy. The great indoors sale is on now at Leon's. Shop incredible savings throughout the showroom on everything you need for your home. Limited time. Visit leons.ca for details. From the 770 CHQR traffic helicopter, I'm Vanessa Arate. A 25-year-old Calgary man has been charged in a string of random attacks that rattled the downtown core on Friday. Connor Derry has been charged with one count of aggravated assault and one count of carrying a concealed weapon. Police say three people were injured in the separate attacks. One man was taken to hospital in life-threatening condition but has now been stabilized and another victim is expected to be released from hospital this weekend. Police say a fourth report of a man stating he was knocked unconscious was unfounded. Albertans have just one day left to decide how to vote on the equalization referendum in tomorrow's election. Economist Trevor Toome says despite the economic downturn in 2014, Alberta was never classified as a have-not province. And I think that perspective is... Uh, missing in the conversation in Alberta. Equalization is a program that is meant to support low-income provinces, deliver health care, education, and so on. So you'll, you only qualify for a payment if your government's ability to raise revenue is low. Toome says the referendum is more a political strategy by Premier Jason Kenney to get the issue and others to the top of the national agenda. Tune in to 770 CHQR at 8 o'clock tomorrow night for Global News Decision Calgary, including analysis from CHQR's Ted Henley and Global's panel of experts. The Cross-Border Interviews podcast is trying to help Calgarians understand their options when they head to the polls tomorrow. Christopher Brown hosts the podcast, filled with interviews and debates between mayoral and city council candidates. And he does it all while suffering from brain cancer. Last month, Brown found out the surgery to remove the tumors was postponed because of COVID-19. Brown says the podcast provides him with some hope and positivity while he is struggling. I have, uh, there are dark days, let's put it that way. And I'm trying my best to try to find positive things in this world to keep my mind off what I'm going through and it's not happening. Brown has interviewed 51 municipal candidates and hosted eight ward debates on the podcast. Taking a look at sports, the Flames continue their season opener losing streak. Calgary lost 5-2 to Edmonton last night, and it is the 12th consecutive season the Flames have started with a loss. The Calgary Stampeders are on a roll. The Stamps' third straight win came last night in a 39-10 victory over the BC Lions. The win moves the Stamps to 5-5 on the season, and into third place in the CFL's West Division. The Boston Red Sox emphatically tied the American League Championship Series. Boston had two grand slams in defeating the Houston Astros 9-5 in the second game of the series. Meanwhile, the Atlanta Braves nipped the LA Dodgers 3-2 in the National League Championship Series opener. 
Global news sky tracker weather, a mix of sun and cloud with a high of 20 today, cloudy and a low of two overnight, sun and cloud and seven for tomorrow. Tuesday will be sunny with a high of seven. It's three degrees at 9.04. Breaking news when it happens, our next scheduled update at 9.30. I'm Megan Cobb. Good morning and welcome to Let's Talk Gardening. Already October the 17th. It's uh, crazy how fast this is going by. And uh, it's one year ago I started doing the show from from my home office. So, and actually that's been pretty good. It's uh, It's been uh, a little nice. I just go downstairs, grab the coffee, a little green tea. Off I go, able to do the show right from the house. I have Chris helping me again. She's down at the garden center. She's going to be helping out with the text. So anything you'd want to give us a shout or text, phone lines and text lines are wide open, 403-974-8255. Just want to pass it on. We, Terry, who runs our tree lot and, uh, He's sort of our plant guru down at the at the garden center as well as a few of the other folks we have down there as well are also the plant gurus that uh, but uh, we went through a nursery a few nursery tours this past week we drove out to to Vancouver and then back through uh, ground forks and stopped at a few of our of our partners and and some of the nurseries that grow for us I will say it is a beautiful drive going through. We went the lower, and we the first on the way there we took the Coquihalla, um, sort of through Kamloops and all that, which it's really quite nice as well. But coming back, we went the lower, the Crozes number three, and uh, on a way nicer drive, um, way less traffic, just and just beautiful, like just amazing. Talk about the you don't have to go into the hills to get into the middle of a larch uh, scenery, <laughs> just driving right through the middle of it. So pretty amazing. And uh, you, you just realize how diverse um, the terrain and how fast it changes when you drive through uh, a long area like that. It's just, uh, and it was kind of weird on some parts of it. You look on the left side of the highway and you got a few pine trees, sagebrush. And then you look on the right side and you just have this lush mountain of total green, larch, spruce, pine. Aspens, and you know, like I said, you look on the other side, totally just sagebrush and pine. It's just the divider, like there's a river going through, and it's and it's kind of it's kind of neat how that, uh, and it, you just realize how diverse. And come around the corner, all of a sudden you're into, like when you come into uh, Creston, all of a sudden you're in the Rocky Mountains, and all of a sudden you come around the corner, and then all of a sudden you're into Peach Country again. So, anyways. Take time if you have a chance to do that drive, beautiful drive. Um, but with gas prices, it's almost, a, especially when you drive a Tundra like me, It, uh, yeah. <laughs> I think it's cheaper to fly, <laughs> to be honest. It's a little quicker, too. A little expensive filling up. I think it was a dollar seventy sixty eight or something in, in BC to fill up. So anyways, part of the deal. And uh, anyways, lots of fun. Got to see lots of things, met with our growers, seen lots of perennials, lots of trees and shrubs. And uh, so we're looking good for next year. So hopefully 
all goes well. Just want to say a few things for this year of what we can still do out today. Um, we're supposed to go up to like 20, I think. Perfect day to get out and uh, plant some shrubs, um, which is awesome. And, uh, and, uh, perfect time to plant shrubs. They probably got a little frozen. So just sort of look at the structure, but you still got to make sure you water them in really well, trees and shrubs. And, and so just go ahead and do that. And also bulbs at this time of year, if you haven't planted any bulbs right now is a great time. Your garlic, your tulips, um, any of your daffodils. And if you're in a place where you get lots of deer, maybe you want to try some daffodils. Supposedly, those are a bit more deer resistant. So, again, if you want to join me, phone lines are wide open. 403-974-8255. And that is the talk, that is the talk and text line as well. And I think, is, is Jen on the line there, Renee? Okay, let's go right to Jen. We'll see what's going on down there at Spruce It Up. Um, went through there yesterday after I got back. And uh, looking pretty good in there right now. Lots of great plants. Good morning, Jen. Hi, Jen. Uh, I don't think she's there. Are you able to pull her up, Renee? Or no? Okay, I think. Okay, maybe not. I'll just read a couple of texts until we get that figured out. Um, right now we have. Uh, I got a text here that says. The deer have destroyed my lilacs. Will cutting them back rejuvenate them for next year? Absolutely. If they if they're all chewed up and that uh, you're on, you're definitely on the right track. You're just best to to get in there, um, cut them right down to the ground so you get nice clean cuts, and and then that way it's able to rejuvenate itself. It's able to grow all that new growth. It's not going to spend all its energy trying to heal up all those torn up branches and and things like that so yeah so just do that and cut them right down to the ground give them a good shot of 15 30 15 water them in well and also at this time you're you what you want to do good morning good morning <laughs> hey jen how are you how's it going great how are you Good. You just popped in for a visit, I, or what? I yeah. I don't know how I did that, but um, I'm gonna keep practicing that. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> like Star Trek, hey? Like uh, it Mr. Was a Shatner. Yeah, yeah, I'm Mr. Not Mr. Lie. Shatner. He went up to <laughs> he went up to space, and Jen just there hello hello, hello. <laughs> <Bob's Yeah>. <laughs> Nice. Oh my awesome. gosh. Hello. Good how morning. How you doing, Jen? Great. How are yeah. you doing? I'm doing really good. You know, I'm. Having my green tea, I've been drinking that for about a couple of weeks here. Yeah, you were and talking actually, about that. Yeah. yeah, it's feeling pretty good. Good. And uh, got my glass of water. Nice. And a coffee. Hopefully there's a bathroom oh close by. I was going to say, you're going to float <laughs> right out of there. Yeah. <laughs> so um, we still have a few like fall items, fall chores that we can do. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Um, planting some bulbs. Plant some bulbs, yeah, and we still have some. We have actually a lot of bulbs still. Um, we're out of garlic, actually. That flew off the shelves. I, yeah, you know, I kind of looked at last year's order and what we sold, and uh, 
yeah, that was nuts. That was really fun to see, but um, unfortunately, I have no more to offer, but we definitely have lots of staples, you know, the deer-resistant ones as well, and themes. I think we have those Canada Day theme ones, the red and white pretty ones. Um, lots. There's lots still in store for bulbs. And right now is a good time to plant, too. The ground's still nice and warm. Hasn't got totally frozen yet. No, so. not at all. Really, yeah. absolutely great time to do that. Yeah, and um, perennials too, Merle. We had people in shopping perennials. I, it blows my mind too that yeah, people are still they're working in there, getting their stuff well, done, right? And, and you just got to remember when you're buying a perennial or even a shrub now, but a little bit more in the perennials, you're really just buying the root. Um, right. For the most part, it's it's died back and it's gone dormant, and you're and you're buying a root, but you still got to plant it properly. Still got to water them in really well and ensure that you water them right up till freeze up. And then next spring, those perennials are just sitting in there ready to go. And, <laughs> and they appear just like I did. Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, there's still, you know, a decent selection as well, I would say, of the perennials. I mean, including peonies, um, there's hens and chicks still, there's allium still, there's lots of days. So, yeah, we still definitely have a selection of perennials. And, uh, you know, but we're going to get cold soon at some point. Maybe not too cold, but yeah. Next couple of weeks look pretty good still, yeah. so we can finish up, finish up crazy? on the gardening a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's so nice. So what what about going into the house? I know there was a, a steady stream of uh, people wandering into the tropical area. It's looking <laughs> so good, and I and it I is. will say, and I like, I'm a lot of times critical on ourselves, but in in going to quite a few garden centers through the Vancouver area and through BC. Mm-hmm. We are holding our own pretty good, so very proud of all you guys okay. and uh, and the work that we've done to uh, improve Spruce It Up over the years. So thank nice you, nice work. Thank nice work. you. Yeah, it does look good. It, it's it's so nice to watch people. You know, I we usually you know we interact, we ask, we say hello, and ask uh, what we can do. And a lot of people are just I'm just wandering around, or other people they always say they're they're walking around with armfuls of plants, and you've seen that. And so we offer a basket or a cart, and they say, "I came for soil." <laughs> <laughs> so that happens a lot too. Um, yeah, absolutely. We had uh, the dragon scale alocasia in that flew out of here. Um, fortunately, I do have some more coming, but that was a fun one to have in that people um, were able to get their hands on. Awesome. Yeah, that and one... uh, I know. I know about that. My back, of my seat was jammed full of of shrubs and plants. Mm-hmm. With Terry, every every garden center we stopped at, he goes, "Ooh, what's this?" <laughs> Terry did that. <laughs> yeah, he's up at that till. He's buying all That's... kinds of shrubs. And uh, do we have any more room in the truck? I say, yeah, yeah, we can squeeze a couple more, Terry. But it was it was funny. It was. That's... Uh, that's awesome. Yeah, he did show me. Those are nice shrubs I saw um, that he brought, that you guys brought back. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And a lot of them he was just buying in that uh, he bought a big staghorn fern at one place. It was oh. in their clearance center. It was beautiful, though. He got like for 10 bucks or something. It was gorgeous. So Wow. Uh, yeah. It was, oh. uh, yeah, Jeez. so that was a, a bargain that he that's, couldn't resist. Yeah, no kidding. When yeah, That's the thing, too, right? It's uh, You got to keep your eyes peeled. You never know what's, you know, it's. Yeah, I, lo- I love that in here, too. It's uh, Sometimes we shock ourselves, sometimes with the pricing, where we don't expect it's going to be so low for a certain plant, and it is. And we're like, yeah. oh, there it is. So off you go. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, Jen. And uh, keep up the good work down there, you, you and the team. Thank and, you very much. Yeah. And, uh, and if you want to go down and visit Jen and the girls and the guys and everybody down there today, 
Um, I think we got a full crew down there, so stop in and, and say hi. Here. And yeah, make sure you say hi to Jen. And uh, she's the one with a big smile on. And she's <laughs> not having her mask on if she's outside. <laughs> Thanks, Merle. <laughs> All right. Take awesome. care, Jed. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Awesome. And again, if you'd like to join me, phone lines are wide open, 403-974-8255. That is the talk and text. I'm going to take a quick break, and when we get back, we'll do some phone lines, and we'll hit some texts. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770-CHQR. And Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Spruce It Up, Calgary's only year-round full-service garden center. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered. And I'm going to go to the phone lines, and we're going to go to Diane. Good morning, Diane. Hello, Diane. Renee, are we able to pull that up? Maybe not yet. I am going to go. I'm going to read a few more texts here. Uh, I have had no luck growing Chinese lanterns this year, but it was even more surprised that I didn't see them being sold anywhere this fall. Thought I would cheat and buy, but couldn't find anywhere. Supply problem this year or reason? Um, yeah, very much short supply this year. And it, unfortunately, some of those plants, like when when things get tighter and and we are bringing in plants, they just, those ones take so little frost um, that if if we if you have them outside at this time of year, they just they just they frost so easy. So it's just it's really hard for us to bring them in and and create any kind of success for yourself. Like there's so many other things like flowering cabbage, a lot of the grasses, and then and a lot of times even just planting the right perennials, and and the garden mums will give you that great color outside of what you need for uh, for the fall. Do we have any more luck there, Renee, pulling up Diane? No. Okay. Okay. Okay, let's go to Georgia then. We'll see. If you're on hold, just just be patient there. We're just trying to figure this out, and we'll see if we can get you on there. Good morning, Georgia. Hi, Georgia. Sounds like someone's there. Nope, maybe not. All right. Anyways, I am going to read a couple more texts here. Can I plant spinach and garlic now in a veg pod? Um, yes, you could. Absolutely. But if you're going to do that inside um, and with a grow light or if you're going to try and grow it and then just winterize it. The only thing with growing something like that over the winter in a raised bed is is uh just the desiccation the, the the if all the soil just totally dries out rather than being in the ground where it stays frozen gets the ground cover that's where spinach and a lot of that garlic and that will do really really well so if, if you're able to plant it out in the in the garden we'd be much better success especially with your spinach it loves that cool and i've had lots of pictures of people planting Early on in the season, plant in the fall, do their fall sowing, and then they they are able to um, harvest that first thing in the spring, 
and same with the garlic. So many people plant garlic at this time of year. It's sort of when the perfect time to plant all your all your garlics and get them in the ground, and then they're going to come up next spring for you. And by midsummer, you're harvesting that great little uh, garlic cloves as well. Got a couple more texts here. What is happening to the spot? We used your fertilizer, but we had the wet stuff, so obviously did not mix. Hopefully, actually, that looks like you just got, it looks like um, either a vole or a mouse got in there and just chewed all the, all the grass roots away. And when you get these little brown spots or circles like that, or sometimes they're in straight tunnels, um, a lot of times the mice get in there and do that. Or unless a big clump of fertilizer went into one spot and it kind of burnt it, that can happen um, as well, just looking at that picture. But kind of looks like something was digging in there and and it chewed away all the roots and stuff like that. Okay, and we're going to try one more time here. Hi, Diane or Georgia. Uh, Diane, who you have Hi, on Diane. Hi, Diane. Hi. How can I help you? I have a couple of quick questions. And sure. uh, I shouldn't say both. They're not both quick. But the first one is we got an apple tree removed from our backyard. It was kind of, it was oddly growing on, they had, the landscaping was on a slant and he came over and literally tipped it over and said, you know, you should get rid of this. So okay. we wanted to get rid of it anyways because it's difficult to mow. So we got rid of the tree and he also took out the, the stump and we put in some um, soil and he left us some grass seed, and I'm wondering, can we plant that grass seed this winter, or is it better to wait till spring? I would wait till spring. It's really not going to do much over the winter, and and depending on what we get, if it stays real dry, a lot of it could blow away, or the birds eat it, or whatever. Uh, myself, okay. I know in some places they say, oh, you can do fall, but I, I just, it's as much better success. Do it in the spring, level it all out, roll it out nice put your seed down, rake it in, and then you can start watering right away when it warms up, and then you're going to get the, the instant grass. Like, you're not going to get it any quicker. If anything, you're going to just have to add a bunch more seed in the spring to fill in okay. the spots. Yeah. So okay, I, I would hold off myself. Yes. Okay. My second question is, we own a storage yard, and we planted these tower aspens, and they grew really nice, and they're, they're quite beautiful. They're kind of as a backdrop to our building. But some of them, I think it was called black knot that they said they got, and they've they've cut out one, and now they said there's two more that have them, and they've and they've the um, company that we hired started cutting out some of the branches that maybe had it, and I'm concerned that by not getting rid of those two trees, which I didn't really want to, but at the same time they had that whatever that those they tower get, get. Yeah, they, yeah, they, it's a bronze leaf disease that it kind of looked like the leaves went brown. With green veins, because they don't get a black knot or anything. They do well, get, was, there's some, it was they more do on get the, a black the, ooze. Yeah, it was more on the actual um, tree itself, not really the leaves. Really? So they cut out a bunch of the branches and said they might make it, but it's also, I think they said it was a fungus, if I remember right, and that it would go from tree to tree if it, if they weren't careful, but they yeah, were going to try Yeah, those can... Yeah, those can get canker in that. If it looks like it was okay. black and it was kind of oozing out, yeah, um, that would be what the aspen would have. Yeah, that one, that one is tough too. It, and if you get quite a bit of that, 
it's just sometimes better just to remove the tree. Okay. All okay. right. And my, I have one more question. Um, we Actually, have I'm just going to put you on, can I just put you oh, back sure. on hold? Of course. And I just got to take a break for the news here. And uh, okay. when I get back, I'll come back to Diane. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. It's cloudy and six degrees in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 930. I'm Megan Cobb. The 4th Avenue flyover coming into downtown is still closed for filming. It's scheduled to reopen tomorrow evening around 6 o'clock. Memorial Drive between 4th and 12th Street Northeast is also closed for filming, and that will reopen at 9 tonight. Calgary Fire crews are on the scene of an early morning fire in a commercial building in Marlborough. Investigators are also there, saying the cause of the fire is considered suspicious. A senior military commander says more than 90% of personnel are fully vaccinated against COVID-19. Brigadier General Bill Fletcher has almost 12,000 regular and reserve forces under his control and doesn't expect much opposition over the rule to be fully vaccinated by the end of the month. A mix of sun and cloud and a high of 20 for today. Cloudy and two overnight. Sun, cloud and seven degrees tomorrow. It's six degrees. Breaking news when it happens. Our next update at 10. I'm Megan Cobb. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs. And if you'd like to join me, phone lines are wide open, 403-974-8255. We're going to go back to Diane, and she had one more question. Welcome back, Diane. Thank you. Uh, What's your last question there? My last question is, um, we have quite a large storage yard, and we have evergreens on the west side that are being watered from from basically... um, a pond below, which is great. And now okay. we're looking to extend it on the east side. And what we're looking to do is build a wall and then have a bunch of, like a, an area where there's a bunch of trees and then continue the wall and more trees to make it sort of a nice looking area yep. to see from the highway. But my concern are the evergreens are too slow and I'm a little bit worried about the water supply on that side. And the front of this yard, I know there was a lot of gravel taken from it in the past, like years ago, and we've had to put gravel back. So the idea is that it's going to continue to be basically a storage yard for either buildings or RVs. And on that east side facing the Highway 2, we're wondering what we could plant that would grow reasonably well, wasn't completely reliant on a lot of water like the evergreens are, and still look really great and not cause, you know, a bunch of leaves or Apples, obviously, we don't want, or berries or anything yeah. like that in the yard. Um, you you kind of got um, what you can do is, I'm just trying to think some of the best trees. And what you've been using, like the Swedish column, the Rasmus, Oregon. And most of the spruce trees are pretty good. They're fairly drought resistant. But what I would mm. do with whatever you're planting is is have your, whenever you plant it, I would put bark mulch, but I'd also just put a drip system. And are you suck, are you pulling water from the pond to water the trees? I am on the west side, but down on that side, uh, we will eventually get a drainage pond. But I see on the on the west side, that's um, a trucking company, and in that particular okay. location, they have a bunch of underground uh, springs that go through that yard. But yeah. we've tried to get water from the front part of this yard. We've had a you know tried to get a well witched and all that, and there's been yeah. nothing. But the best thing to do is actually, and you can run, like I can water all 800 of my trees at one time. 
and you could run it for a long distance is you just get a drip line and you can put a submersible pump in the one pond you got and you could probably put irrigation all the way around the whole um, circumference of your property and, and you could water probably all the trees at one time just with a drip system. Well, it is 36 acres, though, so that's kind of a lot. <laughs> yeah, that is a yeah, Longdale's a, but it's amazing. Like, I, I water 800 trees at once, and if I add up every row up and down, um, okay. it just depends on the volume. If you, if you run a one inch main line to a certain areas, and then you just have your emitters going to each one, and then that way you're not wasting water. And then what I would do, no matter what I planted, I'd put bark mulch, put three or four inches of bark mulch down. That way it's going to hold any of the moisture in that your planting is going to keep the weeds down, keep it nice and neat, and then also just retain any of the moisture that you do put into the ground. So that would be very helpful as well. So Okay, great. Thank Alrighty. you very much for your help. Yeah, and if you, if you need any help, you can also go down to the tree lot, talk to Terry down there. would be more than happy to help you out. Awesome. I appreciate that. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you. All right. And I'm going to go to Georgia. Good morning, Georgia. Okay. Sorry, who? Is there another caller? Hi, Lane. I'm going to go to Elaine. Good morning, Elaine. Good morning, Merle. Um, hi. I'm, hi. I'm phoning about a uh, possibility of transplanting a peony. I have, uh, we've sold my mom's house and I'd like to keep this plant as a, as a keepsake from her. And it's about been in the same spot for about 40 years. It's on the north side of the house and yet it bloom, blooms profusely. It surprises me. And I'm just wondering, would it, you know, how risky is it? Is it a chance that it will actually survive if no, I dig yeah, that? There's a good chance. But right now, so what you want to do is, is get as much of the root ball as you can. So go all the way around, dig a fairly good root ball. And then pull it up in a big clump and just try to keep as much of the as the soil intact as you can. Okay. So even if you have like a two-gallon pot or a five-gallon pot, when you dig up the big ball of, of soil, put it into the pot. But the main thing is when you transplant it, put it at the exact same soil level. Like, so don't plant it deeper or shallower. Plant okay. it right where it's at. That usually makes a big difference if, if you change the height of where it's planted they don't like it like peonies are notorious for for not wanting to be transplanted but if you follow those few simple rules you're gonna have pretty good success um also using a product um either the mics the transplant you the it's like a mycorrhizal hormone hormone that's for the roots right and and, and or Next year, using the 15-30-15 or 10-52-10 transplant fertilizer as well. Okay, and you wouldn't put that on this year then, the fertilizer? No, I, no, I would put the mics, though, just to get it in there, the mycorrhizae into the soil and stuff for sure. Okay. Yeah, okay. if you're going to do it, that's and, and now is a good time. It probably had its first frost, starting to download everything. Just, just don't do it when it's really, really dry, like, and, yeah, just like I said, get as much of the soil as you can, and you should be good. So, you know, the house has been empty, and now we've sold the house, and I imagine it's fairly dry. So should I water this first and let it soak for a day or so before I try to dig it out? Yeah, if you could, that would be great, because it will help hold the soil together better as well. Okay. 
And uh, if my sister would like a piece of this, if I tried to split that, would that be a death death sentence for it? Well, it is a little bit tougher for sure because then you're going to break the root system apart, especially on one that big. I would probably just try to stick with the transplant first of all. Okay. When you dig it up, I guess you can kind of see if you if you do want to split the tuber up, it can be done. Okay. Um, and mulch it for the winter then? Absolutely, yeah. So yep. I cut plant all the leaves off, right? Take all the foliage off and just plant the, the root is all yeah, I'm looking leave, at. Yeah, leave a little bit on, like leave about six, eight inches on there. Okay. Then that way it gives you something to hold up. Also gives you something to um, gauge the height of the soil, things like that. Okay. All righty. That's great. Thanks for very much. You're welcome. Thank okay. you. Yeah, bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye. All right, and if you'd like to join me, phone lines are open, 403-974-8255. And when I get back, we're just going to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. And one more little chore we can do out there is with our evergreens, it's a great day to get out there, hose them all off, get that dust, get the webbing out of them, use the uni nozzle, and then all that good water is going to fall right into into the drip system of of the evergreen trees. So any of your junipers, your big spruce trees, any of the pines, any of those kind of things, go outside, give them a good washing down, and uh, rake your leaves into your, into your shrub beds. That's going to create the nice little uh, ladybug hotels and uh, good places and just help protect your plants over the winter time and uh, those are a couple little things that uh, will help with a little bit of success going into the winter but right now i'm going to go to the phone line we're going to go to wayne good morning wayne hello wayne yeah good morning Merle. hey how can i help you <laughs> well every spring i have to replant the grass in a front lawn uh, an oval about four by eight on both sides, and that occurs under the snow that I have to pile onto the uh, onto the lawn. I'm I get just, the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I was just wondering if there anything I can do because I've been doing this for oh, at least five years replanting. Don't don't pile the yeah, don't pile the snow so heavy in that area. <laughs> I know, I know, but I've got no choice. I've got a, a large yeah. driveway, and I can't put it out on the street, and uh, there's not much can, I can do. And I don't know why it does it just in certain areas because you know you get snow piled in other areas that yeah, doesn't I know. seem to do it. Yeah. And I get the same thing. So I don't know if it's just that heavy compaction, but I get the same thing. I get about a three foot oval yeah. um, area on the side of my driveway, sort of in the corner, and every year the same thing. Yeah. And it's just I, I wasn't. Uh, I, I was questioning the ice. That's uh, you know because it, uh, the uh, t two both sides face kind of uh, west. And mm -hmm. they end up with, uh, once the snow is just about gone, they end up with ice over top. And I wonder if that was uh, uh, doing it, anything. It, it definitely could. And I just think it's the compaction of that, just that area too. Like yeah. it just turns it into, and it just fries it. Yeah. Like I'm... Uh, again, I've, I've been trying to figure out why it does that. And it, like I said, and I have a pile, like a lot of times you pile and it's sort of three or four feet into your yeah. lawn. But I, mine only goes, my the dead part only is a, is about a foot wide. So it's not even the whole pile. So I, it, 
<laughs> some of it just doesn't make sense. So I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. And um, I, I have had a, uh, a spring. I don't think it was last spring, but the spring before, uh, when when the ice finally went, I had mold. I could see the mold, white mold on top. Yeah. So and that's what is. Well, actually, I think I, I did have a solution. Uh, I made my driveway wider. <laughs> I added a two foot sidewalk. Right. Um, this way, and I think some of it maybe gets driven on as well, and maybe that packs down because it's right on the edge of the driveway. But right. it didn't sound like you have that. It sounds like no. yours is larger. Yeah. yeah. No, I. Uh, but I do pile the snow. By the end, it it ends up being quite uh, quite high. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing is, I could say is, uh, yeah, maybe give it a good raking before the snow comes kind of make it so it's not so dense right i may poke a few holes in the soil like with a fork right. and maybe that'll let some of the moisture down some of the ice down so it can breathe a bit more right, right. um yeah because i yeah. do have a thick lawn and it's uh <laughs> yeah it becomes a sorry that's that's <laughs> all i got for you wayne i got okay. the same issue and i like i said i ended up just cutting two feet out this year i made a a walkway along that area because <laughs> it just i get that dead patch and reseed it yeah. finally looks good by july so that's right and, <laughs> yeah so we're in the same boat Wayne. okay okay well thanks Merle. Uh, all right take that's care great. sorry yeah. about that yeah bye. bye all right yeah sometimes there's uh, and like I said, I like to think I can come up with a solution for most things. But that one is one that, like I said, I live in the same world as Wayne where I get that dead patch on the side of my thing, of my driveway. But right now, I'm going to see if we can get Maria. Good morning, Maria. Hi. Maria. Hi there. How can I help you? I have a black currant bush that really didn't produce much despite being watered and fed. And I'm wondering if I should prune it now. And my second question is, what do I do with the garlic that have been in my bed for over a year? Should I just dig them up or yeah. that, will they spread? Uh, uh, well, uh, what I would do is dig them up. Is there cloves? And have you dug any of them up? Yeah, there are cloves. Yeah, so you can dig them up and you could obviously use the garlic or if you want to, you could you could plant some more. But yeah, no, now's a great time if you pull them up and and you let them dry out and then you'll have your, your nice garlic cloves so you're good to go. But I can't leave them and have them spread. Um, no, they're not really like that. Like they'll they'll sort of spread in that just in that one. They might get a bigger clump coming, but no, you need to pull the cloves up, break them apart, and then plant each clove individually to get them to spread. Sort of like you did the first time. Right. And the black currant? So the black currant, is, is it getting, how long has it been in the ground? Ooh, I'm going to guess 15 to 18 years. Okay, so quite a long time. And are you getting, is it lots of sun? Yes. Okay, those are two of the main things. And, and, and what are you feeding it with? Uh, the one that you recommended on a previous show for, for fruit. Like the high middle number, 15, 30, 15 or something? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it, it sounds like the only thing, and it might be it just if there's a bunch of dead wood in there, so maybe it does need pruning, or does it look pretty healthy otherwise, just not producing? I have I have pruned out the dead wood, and, and it looks pretty healthy. It sure had nice green foliage, smelled really okay. good. So what I would do right now is when it's setting a lot of the bud and stuff, so I would just give it a good shot of water today, 
fertilize it really well with that 1530-15 this week. And that way we're going to build up the phosphate. So that way next spring, when it leaves out, it's going to have the trace elements it needs to to develop the flowers, which will give you the fruit eventually. So that's so you need to fertilize at the right time and make sure you're not pruning at the wrong time. Like because then if you prune off all the buds, um, and it doesn't sound like you pruned this year, you pruned out deadwood earlier, but you should be fine. I, so what I would I was confused as to when to prune it. So I've pruned it in the fall and I've pruned it in the spring. But okay. I, but this year, have you already pruned it this fall? No. Okay, perfect. So, like I said, I would give it a shot of water, and then I would fertilize it with 15, 30, 15 before he goes to bed here for the winter. And then that way we'll have those trace elements of the phosphate to create those blooms first thing. And then early spring, when you start seeing it leafing out, just ensure you, you're watering it well and then give it another shot of 15, 30, 15. We just got to build the phosphate back up in that soil. Okay. Thank you. Alrighty. Alrighty. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye-bye. All right. I'm going to take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs. And if you'd like to join me, the phone lines are wide open. And we got them all figured out, so we'll be able to get you up there right away. 403 nine seven four eight two five five and that is the talk and text line as well um bob was on the line earlier and he wanted to send some pictures so you can send it to that same phone number bob and uh if you want to come back on we can get you on the line again and right now i'm gonna we have christine on the line i'm gonna talk with christine good morning hi good morning um i have fault sunflowers in my flower beds and okay. every year probably about Mid-August, I get these red bugs that look like aphids, but they're yep. red. Yep, that's normal. That's an aphid. At all. What can yep, I do that's to get rid of them? A, those are just a red aphid. Okay, um, and what do I do for them then? You can use pure spray green, or you can just hose them off. Okay. Um, and, and like you said, this time of year, they don't really do a lot of damage. Um, they don't seem to affect them at all, actually. Yeah. No, I had a, a bunch of them in some of my annual planters too. It's okay. just because there's so much foliage there, they, they no matter how much juice they're sucking out of them, they, yeah. they, they, they can't take enough to. So a lot of it is if you just want to hose them off, you can do that. Um, okay. You can use pure spray green or ambush, one of those two. Right. Um, they're great to get rid of them. The only thing, if you spray them, and they're going to be freezing here right away anyways, they, they probably barely moving out there, I would assume. So I'd probably just leave it till next spring and then just see if you, if you have any because they're probably pretty dormant right now. If you go to touch them, they might just fall off as well. Okay. All right. So, yeah, probably just, just – and it's a good way to water. So just go out there with your uni nozzle, give them a good blast of water, hose them all off into the ground. Late okay. bugs will eat them. The ladybugs, if they're down there, will eat them up. And, uh, yeah. So okay. not much to worry about. All right. And then uh, a few minutes ago, you said to stack your leaves up against your plants. Do you need to do that even if you have mulch or just yeah, I, you don't I, I have mulch? You know, either one. Like, it's good just to blow the leaves off your grass into the shrub beds. And then I just do a spring cleanup that way and then just blow them or rake them off the mulch in the springtime. Okay. So it just so the mulch it just adds 
Yeah, and the and the and what it does is the leaves just create those little uh, moisture capture places. Also, good place for the ladybugs to hide out. And if we do when we do get the moisture and the snow, the the leaves help hold it in place a lot longer and help protect any of your perennials and that. Just really good for keeping the moisture in, protecting our perennials for the winter, and okay. also creating that little bit of a. Uh, a little uh, ladybug hotel area sort of protect them for the winter time. So, yeah, absolutely great thing to do. All right. Thanks very much. Have a good day. You too. Thanks, Christine. Bye-bye. You're welcome. Bye-bye. And a couple other things. Carl Foresters, I love to leave them, and uh, some people cut them back. I I prefer to leave most, uh, pretty much all the perennials. You can trim them up a little bit. Um, but for the most part, you want to leave a lot of your foliage on your plants um, just to help protect them for the winter. It just when we do, it, it's been dry. Like obviously, we haven't had substantial moisture for for a few weeks now. Any of that that we do get in the next few weeks coming in before freeze up, any of the moisture will be held a lot tighter if we if you're covered with foliage and it helps protect. Um, the roots and all that from winter desiccation. If you clean everything right up, right down to the ground, you're just exposing everything and it can dry out a lot quicker. So better off to leave it for the winter time. Plus you get those nice golden waving grass in the winter. It looks great and you're good to go. And I'm going to take a break for the news. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. It's mostly cloudy and 6 degrees in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 10 o'clock. I'm Megan Cobb. Arson investigators are looking into a suspicious fire that broke out early this morning in the city's northeast. It happened around 3.30 along Marlborough Drive. Calgary police were called out for a commercial break and enter, and when they arrived, they found thick smoke and flames coming from a business. Crews on scene are still putting out hot spots, and the business has sustained quite a bit of damage. Luckily, no one was injured. Both the fire department and police arson units are on the scene, saying the cause of the fire is suspicious. A 25-year-old Calgary man has been charged in a string of random attacks that rattled the downtown core on Friday. Connor Derry has been charged with one count of aggravated assault and one count of carrying a concealed weapon. Police say three people were injured in the separate attacks. One man was taken to hospital in life-threatening condition but has now been stabilized, and another victim is expected to be released from hospital this weekend. Police say a fourth report of a man stating he was knocked unconscious was found to be unfounded. A Calgary man has been helping voters prepare for the upcoming civic election through a podcast. Christopher Brown hosts the Cross Border Interviews podcast, filled with debates and interviews with local municipal election candidates, and he's doing it while struggling with brain cancer and cancelled surgery. Brown says he's managed to find some hope in producing the podcast and hopes to bring some civility back to political discourse through the discussions. We don't listen to each other anymore. People are struggling. People are hurting out there right now. And the attacks that I see on a regular basis, the, the negativity from campaign staff workers just because you don't want to vote for somebody. Where, where's, where's the decorum? Where's our civility gone? Brown's message to voters is that it is important to research and vote for the candidate's policies rather than vote based on name recognition. 
A senior military commander says the Canadian forces will be enforcing mandatory vaccinations for its members. Ottawa has announced a new mandatory vaccine policy that will require federal public servants, including RCMP workers, air travel and rail employees, and travelers to be fully vaccinated against COVID-19 by the end of the month. Brigadier General Bill Fletcher, the commander of Western Canada's 3rd Canadian Division, says planning has been in the works for a while. And we'd already been dealing with, you know, the implication for deployments and employment of non-vaccinated folks going into a COVID-hot environment or going into an international setting where the host country has said, you know, you will be double vaccinated. So we've already, uh, you know, had some experience navigating those waters. And now it's, it's those folks need to ultimately make a decision on uh, whether they'll be vaccinated. Fletcher says those opposed to the vaccine make up a small percentage of personnel. The U.S. Coast Guard has identified a possible suspect ship that may have played a role in the spill that sent oil onto beaches and into wetlands in Orange County, California this month. Alex Stone reports. Coast Guard investigators say they have identified and boarded a cargo ship that was involved in an anchor dragging incident during heavy weather on January 25th of this year. The anchor that was dragging on the floor of the Pacific Ocean was near the oil pipeline that leaked on October 2nd. Investigators now believe an anchor could have hooked the pipeline months or even a year ago and then eventually a leak developed. The Coast Guard is adding the owners of the MSC Danit to the investigation. They can now bring on board counsel to work with investigators. Alex Stone, ABC News, Los Angeles. Taking a look at sports, an NFL game is underway in London at Totten Hotspur Stadium, where the Miami Dolphins are taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's one of a dozen NFL games today. The Seattle Seahawks and Pittsburgh Steelers hold tonight's Sunday night football slot. The Calgary Stampeders continued their win streak last night with a 39-10 victory over the BC Lions. The win moves the Stamps to 5-5 five five on the season and third place in the CFL West Division. Meanwhile, the Flames continue their season opener losing streak. Calgary lost 5-2 to Edmonton last night. It is the 12th consecutive season the Flames have started with a loss. Global News Sky Tracker weather. An extremely mild day is in store for Calgary. A mix of sun and cloud reaching a high of 20 degrees. Wind gusts up to 40 kilometers per hour will pick up around noon. Cloudy with some wind and a low of 2 overnight and sun and cloud and 7 degrees for tomorrow. It's 6 degrees at 10.05. Breaking news when it happens. Our next scheduled news update at 10.30. I'm Megan Cobb. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs. If you'd like to join me, phone lines are wide open. You can call me at 403 974 8255 and I'm going to go to the phone line, and we have Ellen on the line. Good morning, Ellen. Ellen, good morning, Merle. How are you? Hi there. How, I'm great. How can I help you? Well, I got a 40-year-old shamrock plant that started to get gray spots on it, so in the spring I repotted it. They've come back. The other day I took a few leaves out to the garden center, and they said it was thrips. So, okay, it would be thrips with gray. Did, which, which garden center was it? Spruce or oh, the one south on McLeod Trail, just Green Gate, okay. I guess. Yeah, uh, they said now thrips would be they're tiny. You can you can barely see them. Well, they and, said because the gray spots had a black dot in them. Okay, could be. Sounds like maybe powdery mildew to me a bit though. Um, okay, because they, I bought a doctor 
doom Dr. spray, doom. and I sprayed yeah. the plant. Now it looks worse than ever. <laughs> um, yeah, I I just usually because I have seen um, the shamrock, especially when that's forty years old, it's going to have lots and lots of foliage, right? And and so if you're watering, I could see powdery mildew starting on it, and and to really to see the thrip. It, it is such a tiny, and it usually just sucks. It doesn't get a black dot per se. I I, I haven't seen it like that myself. Mm -hmm. um, typically, it just sucks everything out of it, and the plants just dry dry out. Okay. Um, yeah, like it just yeah, it just more desiccates unless they're like a tiny little. I'm just trying to look and see if I can see one on a shamrock, some damage. Like there is some, but it more looks like just brown spots, not really gray. And it looks like it just, it looks like it, someone just sucking the juice out of the, like out of the leaves. Mm -hmm. So, so is it more gray? Like it looked like there's a, like a film yeah. on yeah, the. Yeah, I'd say they were more gray patches. Okay. And they're like that right now. It looks fried, and the leaves are dry. But when you look at the other patches, they're well a beigey color, I guess. Yeah. And they're most of them are sort of circular. Okay. Yeah. No, it it could. There's a few different things. Or is there any way you could just send a picture to the same phone number? Can you text a picture to this? Yeah, I can the, do that. Yeah. Why don't you do that, and then either Chris or I will see it. And we'll be able to have a closer look at it, and uh, and then we'll go from there. And really, when you f turn it over, and if you have a magnifying glass of any kind, you'll see it's it's the tiniest. It looks like the head of a needle. It's just a long little needle. Like that. That's what a thrip looks like, and it's more. But it's typically not gray. Like, and I guess it's hard to you could decipher as gray, brown. It's hard on the shamrock leaf too. Is yeah. it a purple shamrock or the green one? Oh, I wouldn't have a clue. It's got the white flowers. Okay. No, but is the foliage oh, green, green or is it green? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So what I would do is if you could just send us a picture and then we'll be able to help you. There's a chance it could be um, the thrip as well, but I wouldn't mind just having a closer look and uh, and see what it looks like. And then you just got to be careful when you are using some of those Dr. Dooms or some of those if you sprayed on too much. The shamrock is a fairly um, delicate plant, I guess, so depending on what chemicals you're using on it. So. Okay. okay, so I'll send you a picture, and if it is the mildew, then what do I do? Well, then I'd use pure spray green, and that's what I would have recommended anyways because um, the pure spray green will look after it if it's a fungus, and it also would look after if it's an insect. Okay. So if you use the pure spray green, it's kind of, and I've mentioned this before on the show, in the States, it's registered as a fungicide and a pesticide, mm -hmm. but in Canada, they just haven't paid the other million bucks to our government to put the word fungicide on it okay. and it's a made in Canada product it's actually made by Petro Canada or Suncor mm -hmm. and it's a byproduct and it's a pharmaceutical grade mineral oil and the wineries and and rose growers all around the world have been using it like for 50 years and for powdered mildew aphids spider okay. mite thrip so and you can get right. it at most garden centers um that's the one thing. I'm not too sure I was carried. I know we have quite a bit of it. Okay. Um, 
and we we brought it in quite a while ago and i and i i love it i treat it like it's almost like the neem oil that we used to be able to get and I, so I like it because it's a nice, it's a natural product, or as close we get to a natural product without using chemicals and stuff. So I, I really like using it, and I like the dual purpose with the fungicide and the insecticide. Okay. Alrighty. Okay. Thank you. I'll send you those pictures. Okay. Look forward to seeing it. Thanks, okay. Ellen. Bye bye. All right. And again, if you'd like to join me, phone lines are wide open. Four zero three nine seven four eight two five five. And 1-800-563-7770 if you're out of town, if you'd like to give us a shout. And a couple other things that uh, you want to do out in the garden, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> at this time of year, is looking at your trees and shrubs, just giving them a good inspection, looking for those dead, damaged, or diseased branching. You want to get in there and remove any of that right now. Because then that way, over the winter, it's able to heal up properly, and you're and you're not going to cause any disease. And then next thing in the spring, your plant and your trees and shrubs aren't going to be wasting any of that valuable energy to re try and recoup those old branches and that they're going to go into nice new growth. So, and even if you're looking at your tree and sometimes half it's dead, like. Sometimes you're, you're better to get a professional opinion, come in and say, hey, maybe it's time just to, to get rid of it. Or if it can be saved, that's great. But sometimes if you look at trying to save something that's not salvageable, you're going to waste two or three years on that where if you've taken it out, you can put it in a new tree and it's going to grow like crazy. And then in that three years, you're going to have a nice healthy tree. So have a look at that. It's a good time to um evaluate your trees and shrubs as well and i'm going to take a quick break you're listening to let's talk gardening on 770 chqr Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening, and Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Spruce It Up, Calgary's only year-round full-service garden center. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered. And uh, one thing that uh, people are starting to get into right now is a little bit of the firewood. We got lots of great seasoned birch in stock. We've been stocking up all summer long whenever we get a, a load out of BC, so we have the Nice seasoned birch for you if you're looking for any of that to have a fire throughout the winter time or um, going into fall here. So lots of lots of that in stock right now if you're looking for that. And I'm going to go to the phone line and I'm going to go to Gail. Good morning, Gail. Morning, Merle. Good morning. I, my writing was horrendous. I'm looking. What did I write there? <laughs> it's very simple. Okay, I should be able to read that. I'm looking at my writers. Holy man. Okay. <laughs> Sorry about that. You were How talking, can I help you? You were talking about dead grass along the driveway. <clears throat> I don't yep. know whether that was in the springtime, but I'd like to make a suggestion. Anybody who has a driveway <clears throat> and comes in off the, the road and parks there and then shovels snow onto that or a hedge yep. or anything, it will eventually kill it. So I've had that experience with a hedge, and I could not figure what was going on. So at that point, I started shoveling all my snow out towards the road onto the boulevard, 
and just keeping it off anything that was growing along the sides of my drive. And um, I finally got it to come back. I had to do a lot of watering in the summertime to <coughs> keep it good. But what yeah. I do after you have the car, if you've got a garage and you can put the car in, you knock all that lumps of stuff off the road, shovel that back out onto the road so all that salt or whatever it is doesn't get onto your grass or whatever you've got yeah, there. Absolutely. And actually, I had a good suggestion. Someone said, you get a snowblower. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then that way you're blowing it off. You're not piling it. So I didn't mind that suggestion either. So um, so appreciate that. Did you have any other questions or are you just going to nope, uh, give us a little advice? Thank you. Just passing that along. Okay. Totally appreciate it. Thank <laughs> you so much. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. All right. I'm going to go to Douglas. Good morning, Douglas. Morning, Merle. Uh, what I have is a, a Christmas cactus that we purchased last year, and around Christmas time it was blooming. Uh, shortly after that, uh, all the blossoms fell off, and yep. so I put it in uh, the uh, dining room where there's full light, and I kept it just kind of moist uh, right up till now. And last week, it's blooming magnificently. It's better than when I first got it. It's it's yep. absolutely gorgeous. It's full of blooms. Yeah, mine is too. When it uh, dies away, should I continue to just keep it wet or give it some fertilizer? No, yeah, you want to let it dry out in between waterings too, okay. but you don't have to keep it really wet. Mine's blooming right now as well. It'll bloom two or three times a year, so mm. right now it's kind of considered like a Thanksgiving cactus because we're coming into oh, yeah. next month for the American Thanksgiving sort of. It's in that time frame, right? So yeah. um, so mine's blooming like crazy right now, full of buds. Yeah. A good chance that it'll bloom again at Christmas or shortly after. Really? And then typically it'll bloom at around Easter time. Mm. So so just, again, fertilize it once a month with the 15, 30, 15. Right. And, and then you'll be set. Like, and just enjoy that. Um, enjoy the blooms when you get them. <laughs> And uh, and you got it. Sounds like they're sort of the same spot I have mine. It's sort of facing west and full light. And mine's just like I said, mine budded up there a couple of weeks ago. It just started blooming when I got back there yesterday. Two or three blooms are out on it, looking great. So it's hard to believe it's better than when I bought it before, uh, back year a year ago. It's uh, it's absolutely gorgeous. Holy cow! <laughs> Yeah, no, and you'll get that because you have it in the right spot. You're establishing the roots, and right. it's been able to grow a bit over the years. So uh, that's perfect. So just let it dry out completely, or just moist. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I'd let it dry out in between waterings, and I do that with all my plants. It's just a real easy rule of thumb. Like that, we were talking about. Like, can you leave a cactus longer, or a sense of area, or some of the succulents? For sure. But I always like just when it's dry, water it. And then, even if it's a piece of lily, it'll it'll tell you it'll wilt down a little bit easier, or mm-hmm. or with the with the cactus, they they don't want to be soaking wet because right. then the roots are what. So it's easier to add water. If you end up getting it too wet, Doug, it will um, it starts rotting. So you're always better to let it dry a little bit in between waterings when it's dry. Give it a day or so, and then give it a good watering at that point, and never fertilize a dry plant. So what you want to do is, after you give it a good soaking, fertilize at that time. 
sounds like approximately once a month that I could do this. Yeah, depending on the size of the pot and the time of year. Like if it's in the summertime, you're probably going to water a little more often. Mm -hmm. And in the wintertime, you're going to water a lot less. Well, that sure is interesting. Uh, I had yeah. outside uh, in the summertime, but it didn't do anything. Yep. Yeah. No, you just got it in the right light. And it's just when the light changes as the sun goes down, that triggers it. There's oh. three different kinds of, of, of the zygo cactus. Like they're sort of a Christmas, well, Thanksgiving. Good. Yeah, and they have different leaf shapes. And they'll bloom at different times of the year. But the one that you got, it sounds like the same as mine, probably a little pointy. They tend to bloom three or four times a year. So. Yeah, they're almost like double flowers. It's a light pink color. And it's yeah, absolutely, gorgeous. It just took my breath away when we went in there last week, and it just come to life. Absolutely. So okay. enjoy that. And uh, if you do want to pull it away from the... Um, window a little bit if it's in full sun. Sometimes I pull mine away a little bit okay. just so it, so that way if it gets too hot, um, it, your blooms will will fade a lot quicker. So this way you can uh, you yeah. can let it go a little bit longer. But hey, just uh, enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Merle. It's it's facing east as uh, which is okay. Yeah, that's perfect. Perfect. Well, thank you very much. I'll just do that. Awesome. All right. Enjoy, Doug. Thanks Thank you, Douglas. Bye-bye. I know. All right. Where am I at for time? I think I already took a break, so I'm good to go. I'm going to go to Helen. Good morning, Helen. Is it Helen? Okay. Actually, Genevieve. Good morning, Genevieve. Good morning, Merle. Hi there. I have a quite a large cucumber that's turned yellow, and I know there's seeds inside. My mother used to do it many years ago and dry the seeds out and use them for next summer harvest. Yeah, Is that absolutely. possible? Now, how do I prepare that? So what I do is just slice it lengthwise and sort of fold it out. Yeah. And then just, just get something like a small, like even if you have like a grapefruit spoon or, or something like that where you could pop the seeds out. Okay. And and then put them on a paper towel, let them dry for a few days, and and then just make sure they're nice and dry, and then you can just store them in a cool, dark place um, for next spring, like into I a, a Tupperware thing. Wash them down? Well, no, I would just just pat them dry, like with the okay. like when you pull them out of the out of the cucumber there. When you put them yeah. on the paper towel, yeah. just fold over a paper towel and just pat them. Unless okay. there's a whole bunch of of other like uh, cucumbers still stuck to it, but if you're able to get the seeds out pretty nicely, and when yep. they dry out, you can it'll it'll fall off a lot easier. You can kind of rub them between your fingers, kind of thing. You know what I mean? And and I could plant them in the summer. Yep, next spring, okay. definitely. Okay, in the yep. spring. Okay. Yep, just okay. keep them in a cool, dark place, yep. like in a, in a nice little Tupperware container of some sort, and you'll be good to go. Oh, to leave them, uh, not, a, not a paper bag? Um, you, you can use a paper bag. I just like to seal them so that way they're not getting any moisture okay. or anything. But, yep, so by all means, or... Um, you could use that as well. You could use yeah, if you have yeah. a small paper bag. It's just it's something nice to just keep it a little bit more airtight, just so it doesn't lose all its moisture. Okay. All right. And what do I do with my gladiola bulbs now? Okay. I've dug well, them have out. you dug I've them cut up? Them back. Yep. I've cut them back, and they still have the old bulb stuck to it. 
Do okay. I rip that so, off or wait till the spring? I would I would leave them until they go brown. Like if you if they're still looking good, this week's supposed to be really quite nice. It's not going to freeze anything crazy. So I'd put them outside as best you can into some sunshine. Let them dry out naturally. Get that energy from all the foliage from the upper foliage goes yep. back into the bulb, and oh, then just okay. and then cut that off, and then. That you can put into a paper bag, even with some dried peat moss or cocoa moss or okay. something like that. And then the storm, again, in a cool, dark place. Um, I like using those styrofoam containers or styrofoam coolers, you know, those inexpensive yes. ones you can get. And you can yes. just put them in the bags and then put the bags inside those styrofoam things. And, oh. and then you're, and that's going to stay nice and dry and cool and, and, and dark, which is important. And I, I know last year I've done uh, put a little bit of water in like a pie plate and I put them in the uh, the water and they grew about five six seven inches and I would pla I planted them. Yeah, at the time of planting, you can definitely do that, or okay. you can just put them in right into soil and start watering as well. Oh um, yeah, okay. Sometimes I like doing that because then that way they're already established into roots, especially with uh, gladiolas. They can get pretty floppy on you. Yes. So, so just put them right into soil right away. We used to when we used to plant them, we'd put um, four into like a six-inch pot at a time, and then when you go to plant it in the garden, you kind of got nice little clumps. Oh, you don't plant right. them right into the garden. You can put them into planter. I, pots. I start. Yeah, I start <laughs> them into grower pots first. And then that way, because they just take so long, yeah. and a lot of times by the time the summer's over, depending on what it does, you don't even get the blooms. A lot of times that's, they freeze before. That's exactly true. <laughs> yeah, so I like to start some of that stuff a little bit early. All righty. When about March, April? Yeah, April is perfect. Okay, thank you, Marl. I love thank you, show. Genevieve. Thank you so much. Thank for... you. Okay, bye-bye. Bye -bye. All right, I need to take a break. If you want to join me after the break, 403-974-8255. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770-CHQR. It's mostly cloudy and 9 degrees in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 1030. I'm Megan Cobb. Charges have been laid in a series of downtown attacks that took place on Friday. 25-year-old Connor Derry has been charged with one count of aggravated assault and one count of carrying a concealed weapon. He will appear, appear in court tomorrow. A couple of road closures in the city for filming. The 4th Avenue flyover into downtown is closed until tomorrow evening around 6, and Memorial Drive between 4th and 12th Streets in the Northeast is closed until 9 tonight. Fire, fire crews are on scene at a commercial building, where, a commercial building fire that was discovered around 3.30 this morning. Arson investigators are investigating the cause, which they say is suspicious. Mix of sun and cloud and 20 today, cloudy and two overnight, sun and cloud and seven tomorrow. It's nine degrees. Breaking news when it happens. Our next update at 11. I'm Megan Cobb. Good morning and welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs. And if you'd like to join me on the phone line, phone lines are wide open, 403-974-8255. Or if you're out of town, you can call in at 1-800-563-7770. And 
lots of gardening still to do in this time of year. So, uh, and we do have Chris on the text line. So those, both those lines can be used for your text as well. Curious to see, I haven't seen those, um, the pictures yet. Uh, maybe they'll come in here and I'll have a quick look at them and see about those thrips. I'm kind of curious on that one. And I'm going to go to the phone line. We're going to go to Connie. Good morning, Connie. Good morning. Uh, we planted our garlic bulbs in bone dry soil. Do we water okay. it? Do we water it a bit, or do we leave it that? Bone Absolutely. Dry? Yeah, I would. I would definitely give them a little shot of water. Just okay. don't. Okay. Yeah, like sort of do a slow. Like if you can just throw a sprinkler over top, and just let it kind of soak that area in nicely. And then even if you have some leaves or some sort of mulch of some sort, put it over top after, and then give it another little shot of water after that, and that should be good for the season almost. Okay, great then. Thank you so All right. much. You're yeah. very welcome. Yeah, Bye-bye. Okay, yeah. Bye. All right, and again, if you'd like to join me, phone lines are wide open, 403-974-8255. And what other kind of things can you be doing at this time of year? I still say it's a great time to plant um, look out into your garden, and if you see any of those empty patches, empty spots, I need to add a bit more evergreen color. So in the wintertime, I get um, I don't get as much color, and I really noticed it coming back from BC yesterday when you, we kind of see the, all the foliage, and I came back. One part of my yard, I have a couple mountain pines, a couple other things going, which look pretty good. But when I look out to the backside, I definitely need um, some more color for the winter time, some more interest. Because unfortunately, we got October, November, December, January, February, March, April. So we got seven, eight months here of when we don't typically have much foliage or, or leaves and that on our, our flowers. So the majority of the year, if you think about it, we are... Without any foliage, our trees and shrubs are going to be fairly bare. So you want to do that when you're planning your your landscaping as well. You want to you want to be able to to see that and uh, and enjoy it over the winter time. And again, lighting at this time of year is a really nice thing because typically in the lighting in the summertime, unless you're up really late, you you don't really get to see it. And again, I don't like to go too crazy with the light, like nothing super, super bright. Um, more uplighting is nice, and and which is really good. And and more about the light than than about the, the fixture, uh, I like to say, is because then you're highlighting your tree, light it up from underneath, and you kind of get those nice shadows. And not you don't want a big, bright spotlight where it feels like you're at the, with a like a like a, what do you call those the lighthouses out on the ocean so anyways just see what you can do there and uh and, and go from there and i did get the pictures of the shamrock i i don't think it's thrip it almost looks like something was sprayed on the leaves before or some sort of residual on there I would say, if anything, it would probably be more spider mite maybe underneath, but I don't see any webbing. Um, it's hard to say. Could be thrip without seeing really, really close. Um, so it is It is really, it could be either one, but there's definitely something 
um, sucking the moisture. It just doesn't doesn't look like thrip to me because they they tend to um, do it in a different formation than just that. So, anyways, um, get some pure spray green. Give it a shot. I would just pull off all those bad leaves as well. Um, pull pull off all the leaves that are really, really bad, like over 50%, because that way it's not wasting its energy. And I see Chris has already applied. Yeah, it does. It could be very well. could be Thrip as well. And Chris had said the same and used a pure spray green every five to seven days for three weeks. That's perfect. So um, Chris was on that. So that's perfect. But I was curious to see because it's those are hard ones without being able to, to see underneath it. And I love that's when we have a couple of magnifying glasses at the store where I can get right in there and you can see through the leaf and you can see what's actually going on. And the phone lines are wide open, 403-974-8255. That is the talk and text. If you'd like to join me, I'm just going to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770-CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs, and I'm going to go to the phone line. We're going to go to Marilyn. Good morning, Marilyn. Um, I have two questions. Um, okay. They're not long. Um, I planted some rhubarb plants. This uh, I think I didn't get them planted maybe until the fall, and I'd had them for quite a while in a box. I kept them wet, but I had to get somebody to dig me out an area. So I planted them, and some of them look like they might be dead but i've been told they can be quite hardy so anyway i uh, i put bark mulch around them and then um i put stakes around them to kind of support them and then i put some more bark mulch yesterday to try and protect them and i don't know if that was the right thing to do or not i I guess like were the were the bulbs before you planted them the root system was it still nice and firm or were they kind of mushy they were firm um, okay. and some of them, some of them had, had some leaves on and some didn't. So I just have to hope for the best. So yeah, anyway, absolutely. so this, everything you did, it, you did it right. Plant it. Um, and I'm going to water it, today. Yeah. Give them a good shot of water. Again, just that slow soaking in, like don't pour, like just, just if you can put a little sprinkler just over top so it, it soaks in and then cover it with leaves or a mulch like you have done. And then yeah, you should so be totally good. I, I built good. the mulch up kind of over them. And then the little stakes that I put in kind of help hold the mulch yep. in place. Absolutely. And, uh, and then you can also give them a shot of 15, 30, 15. Um, that'll really help get the bulb going next spring. If we do yeah. this in the spring? Actually, you could do it right now and uh, give them a quick, after you water it, you can give them a shot of the fertilizer. Okay. I don't have any that, way, of that but... Yeah, if you get some, it's great for all your flowering plants or, or things like that as well because the high middle number. So it, it's good for that. So just okay. uh, give them a shot of that, and that just helps build the phosphate up in the soil, which will help develop the roots. And then, is, uh, is that something yeah. you could get, say, at PV Mart or something? Because I, I live yeah, rural. they should have. Yeah, either that or look for like a twenty twenty twenty. Just don't go like high, real, real high first number. You want a good even, like middle number is more important for you right now. Okay. And the other the other question I have yep. is I have a rose bush in the front of my house and it's uh it's been neglected for for years and and it's right up against the house and faces south so it gets really hot. 
also nothing's likely to grow grow on it because we have deer all over the town. Um, but I, last yesterday I, I cleaned it all out and removed a lot of the dead wood and so forth and so on. So in order to protect it, should I just put a pile of leaves on it for the winter? Yep, just, yep, just pile leaves around it. And uh, again, that same fertilizer, you can give that a shot of that. And then just next spring, again, you might want to give it a little bit of a harsher pruning just to remove any of the real, real old wood and dead wood and just even it up. Because a lot of times roses will, one side of it will shoot way up and the other side is lower. So in the springtime, I always like to even them up and then just sort of remove any of the crisscrossing branches or if it gets too thick. It's yeah, a great I tried time to, to thin do them that. Up. It's kind of spindly anyway, but I tried to get most of the old wood out. There's still some old wood there that has, you know, one little live thing on it, so I didn't touch it. And yeah, I thought, which well, is fine. So this next spring when it, when it starts shooting up, and it, and it sounds like roses are fairly heavy feeders too, so they do need a bit of fertilizer. Like they'll perform so much better for you if you if you give them some food. And okay. again, with and the- those, if you're in a town where there's lots of uh, deer, a product called Bobex, it does work really well for roses and that. And you can spray it right on the foliage, right on the blooms, and it'll stop the deer from, from eating it. The only thing is you need to apply it kind of every three to four weeks, depending on how much rain you get or what's going on with that. Last so summer we had none. <laughs> yeah, so you're, so you're good once a month and you're good just as it so grows. Generally but, every three to four weeks, yeah. Because yeah, it's not yeah. in a very good spot. It's up against the house and it's, uh, you know, the ground is really hard there. So in the spring when I take but the... But uh, lots of light though? Oh, yeah, it faces south. Okay, so that's perfect though. Like if you, so you just got to help it out a bit. So just get some good soil in there, like good soil amendment, and then put the bark mulch all around it as well. So that'll help hold the moisture. So if it's getting that heat and you water it properly and feed it, you'll have some of the best roses. Like that's a, you, you got a super nice microclimate there where okay. you can get that nice warm um, heat coming off that. And uh, it'll it'll do fabulous. You just have to give it a little bit more. Um, it's gonna because it's gonna be stressed a little bit. So just ensure that you're watering it, that slow deep watering, and then okay. fertilize once a month. Um, and it has been a, it has been neglected. So next year I'm gonna try and look after it a bit better. You'll be yeah you'll be amazed what it does when you show it some love. And, it'll, and it'll, bark mulch. It'll give bark it back to you. Okay on it because I absolutely. I was, oh okay. That's um, it's it's really good because you're gonna feed it with the fertilizer anyways, right? So and and when you have a nice warm s- spot like that, you just have to ensure that you're gonna hold some of the moisture in. So that's what the bark mulch is gonna do. When you water, it's not gonna dry out as quick. And then the the plant, you'll see a huge difference with fertilizer and mulch. You'll everyone's gonna think that water. you're a, a yeah yeah. <laughs> It's amazing. Marilyn, they're all going to think you're a professional rose grower next year. Right. right. So I'll water it really well then and put leaves on for the fall? Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Good luck with that. Thank yes, you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. And that's it, it's true. If you if you give a little to your plants and your, and your uh, shrubs and trees and shrubs and perennials, it's amazing. They, they want to perform for you. And they'll they'll give it to you right back. So so please uh, give them a little bit. Let's go to the phone line. I got one more quick one before I need to take a break. And we're going to go to Bill. Good morning, Bill. Good morning, Merle. 
Good, good. Hey, how can I help you? Bro, I got two uh, mature uh, fake crab apples. Yeah. And uh, they're about, uh, they're about maybe 30, 40 feet tall and uh, quite a nice canopy on them. I was thinking they're getting them uh, pruned here. Is it too late to do that? No, right now is a good time uh, booking into the fall, winter. It's good because on a big tree like that, you're able to really see the structure of it. And and so they can go in, they can remove the crisscrossing branches, any of the dead wood, and, uh, and for sure, it's it's a good time. And good time to do that? Perfect. Yep. Yeah, no, if you and if you want to give Mark a shout over to that, prune it up. He'd be more than happy to come give you a quote and have okay. a look at that tr- those trees for you. You just want make sure you get a professional in there because those are oh, nice no, big no. trees. Yeah, I you just I can trim some of the smaller dead branches that I can find, but I can't get up way up in that canopy there. And yeah, absolutely. I want to away from the house a little bit. Okay, perfect. Yeah, all I need to know. All right, good luck with that, Thanks, Bill, bro. and uh, keep up the good work. All right, bye bye. All right, and I'm going to take a quick break. If you want to join me, we have a couple spots, 403-974-8255. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770-CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs. I've got a couple of texts here I'll just read. I know Chris is, is answering them like crazy there. Is it too late to apply your spruce up lawn fertilizer? Right now is a great time to to add the last application. Gets it in there. It's able to dissolve in the next few weeks before it totally freezes up. Get the good trace elements into the root system. And then next spring, it's there for it right away to get going. It does make a big difference when you get onto the the three application cycle for them and uh, you'll have the greenest lawn on the block unless your neighbor's using the same stuff then you'll be stuck <laughs> um let's go to richard good morning richard morning we're all hey how can i help you a uh, couple questions anyway um nine bark can i turn them back right now absolutely yeah they okay. they love they're one that they're underutilized sometimes. They can be used as hedges as well. Like they love to be trimmed up and even shaped. So if someone's looking for a new hedge or or something like that, they they like to be trimmed up, and uh, you can definitely do it. How close to the ground? Well, um, is it is there lots of deadwood in it, Richard? No, or? no, no. I, I trimmed okay. it back last year. It's uh, it, no, there's not. But they're not that bushy. So I'm thinking maybe you also should put some fifteen thirty fifteen on them this fall. Absolutely, you could do that, and I would just—I wouldn't take them right down. Then, if they're—if they just need to thicken up a bit, just take the top twenty percent off or something, and oh. uh, yeah, and that'll help thicken it up from the bottom. The only time I really do the full rejuvenation is if I get a whole bunch of deadwood in it, and and I then know. I need to just take it right down to the ground. It'll be—it'll be, it'll be uh, pulled up, and it'll just uh, fill out like crazy. But for that part, you're you're good. I would just uh, I would just just trim the top up. They love it because they like I said, if you want to use instead of like the old Catoni Aster or something like a hedge, if you if you just trim them up or shape them, the the nine barks respond very well. Okay, good. Now, next question is: uh, 
I bought some hanging strawberry plants, and they produced very well. And uh, I'd like to save them. Now, how I've got uh, I've got a greenhouse, and I've also got like raised beds. Now, how do I? How can I save those till next spring? Are they? Are they? Is it a heated greenhouse or unheated? No, no, it's just an unheated, just a greenhouse. Yeah, it's unheated. So, yeah, if you have some beds in there, planters, you could just stick that whole pot right in the ground and sort of mulch it over a little bit, and oh. and then just water it in really, really good this fall, and it should do really quite fine in there, and that'll protect so take, it enough. Take them out of the pots or leave them in the pots? No, you can even just put the whole pot in there, like just bury the whole pot. Okay, and then so just cover it with water. Really, yep. And then I'll next spring, you can either pull it up and transplant them at that time or keep them in the same pot. Depends how big. Uh, is it like a 10-inch plastic pot or something like that? Yeah, 10-inch 10, 10 or 12-inch. Yeah, they're pretty root-bound. I mean, this is the thing. So I was thinking about putting them in bigger pots, like, you know, larger pots next year. Yeah. So, yeah, so just put the whole thing in the ground like the way it is and uh -huh. cover it up, water it really well. And then oh. next spring when you, when, you, when you start seeing a little bit of green come up, you can just pull it up, separate it at that time, and... And and divide them and and add and just create more pots that way. So, so did I cut the foliage off this fall? No, leave it all on there because no. that'll help oh. protect it. And then all uh -huh. that energies from the leaves is going back down into the root system. So okay. we, a lot of people like something we clean up too soon, and we want to yeah. leave a lot of that energy because that goes downloads it back into the plant, and then it becomes oh. really quite useful for them. So, okay, and then also. Also, 15, 30, 15 on those? Absolutely. Okay. I'll have to send you a picture on this other one. I've got carrots, but they got a little bug in them. And I don't know what the heck it is. Yeah, send us a picture or, or bring it into the store if you if you get a chance in a Ziploc bag. We can have a look. Yeah, mm -hmm. we've had a bit, bit of that this year. So, yeah, let's is have there, a look. Is there anything to do for it? Well, a lot of it is rotating your crops. Um, adding well, I try yeah, I try that, you know, from one area to the other, and but it seems to travel with, you know, wherever I plant it. So yeah. Yeah. So a lot of it. Then what you want to do is we have a. It's called the insect netting, and you need to cover. It's a row cover, and you cover it over top of your carrots in the in about just when just after they've come up about six eight inches, you cover them with this with this protective row cover where it lets all the moisture in, but it also protects it from those bugs. And uh, and that seems to help quite a bit. Oh, so it's, some, it's a flying bug that gets in. there. Well, it then. starts that way, it gets in there, then it gets into the into the roots as well. Mm -hmm. So there's nothing you can put on it then to protect it. Well, I just I, I, I'm very hesitant on putting any any of that chemical, um, chemical into into the root crops and stuff because then you you end up eating it too, right? So. Yeah, if yeah, it right. if it's a little deformed or a little bit not bad, it still tastes good. So, oh, yeah. so I, I I'm I'm very hesitant on on putting any too much chemical into the ground, and I try right. if we can solve it a little bit more naturally. And a lot of it is watching don't put too much compost into the soil as well. All right. Oh, but there's not that. No, I just you just cut off the part that's bad. The rest of the carrot is still good. Okay. Perfect. Good. Thanks. Appreciate. Thanks, Richard. Bye bye. And I don't think I have time for Mark, unfortunately. Um, if you give me a shout next week, Mark, we'll get you back on the line. I apologize for that. And so get out and vote tomorrow. 
And uh, it's going to look a lot different here on City Hall. So uh, get out there and uh, you can't complain if you don't vote. So get out there and vote, do your thing. And we'll get our garden on right here next week on 770 CHQR.